From the Ohio News Network, this is the ONN Daily Podcast. It is Wednesday, August 4th, 2021. From the Ohio News Network, I'm Daniel Barnett. The Ohio Hospital Association yesterday issued a recommendation that all hospitals in the state should require vaccinations of staff. Yolanda Harris has more about how central Ohio health systems are reacting. Mount Carmel, Ohio Health, Ohio State Wexner Medical Center, and Nationwide Children's Hospital are now requiring vaccines for their staff. The scientific, I think, evidence has been pretty clear about what these vaccinations have done in our fight against the pandemic and helping to hoard off the, you know, the potential risk of more fatalities and more hospitalizations. Fadina Medical Center says it is not changing its policy. I'm Yolanda Harris. New COVID-19 cases are sharply on the rise in Ohio, but health officials say those being impacted look different than much of the patient population last year. Lindsay Mills explains. Dr. Mark Herbert from Mount Carmel says there is another concerning trend. The age of the people being admitted to the hospitals recently seems to be less. And the number of medical conditions that have affected these people that might lead them to infection is less. In summary, that's uh, younger, healthier people are getting admitted to the hospital with complications of COVID. In Columbus, Lindsay Mills. An officer of the Nelsonville Police Department died in a crash in the southeastern Ohio community yesterday afternoon. Lacey Crisp has more with Nelsonville City Manager Scott Frank. Around 2.30 Tuesday afternoon, 43-year-old officer Scott Dowley and several others were driving eastbound on Canal Street when Dowley and two other cars were involved in an accident. Dowley did not survive his injuries. Everybody, we're a small department. We have 10 folks total. And, uh, you know, as a city, we have less than 50. We're all really close. In May, Nelsonville firefighter Jeff Arms died fighting a house fire. Last week, a Nelsonville police officer was injured when shots were fired during a domestic dispute. And Nelsonville, Lacey Chris. In Washington, Ohio's Republican Senator Rob Portman played a big role in crafting an infrastructure bill that's expected to pass in the Senate. Dave James has more. Portman says he's hopeful the legislation can be finalized and result in replacing the 60-year-old Brent Spence Bridge that carries I-71 and 75 over the Ohio River in Cincinnati. Much of the money is meant to go toward bridges that have a lot of commercial traffic. We've got twice as much traffic as we were ever supposed to have on it. Three percent of America's commerce goes over that bridge every year. Portman says Ohio would pick up more than a $11 billion for road and bridge projects over five years, in addition to the $20 billion it already receives. Dave James, I went in news. In Cleveland, Cuyahoga County Councilmember Chantel Brown, a moderate Democrat, defeated the more liberal former state Senator Nina Turner in yesterday's 11th District Congressional Primary. Lena Lai reports. She was down by 35 points back in April, but then she enjoyed a late campaign surge in both the polls and in funding to now become winner of the Democratic primary. President Biden congratulated her. Brown is expected to go on to win in the general election in this heavily Democratic district. It's been nine years in the making for me, so this is, uh, this is all of the hard work coming to fruition. I'm Lena Lai. In another key congressional primary race, Mike Carey, a Donald Trump-backed coal lobbyist, topped Republicans in central Ohio. The contest was viewed as a measure of voters' mood and influences during a political transition period. Carey's race tested the former president's status as GOP kingmaker, particularly after his preferred candidate lost a Texas special election last week. 
In northwest Ohio, the Wood County Fair is underway and runs through Monday. Emily Cohen checked in with people on what they think about the coronavirus and its impact on the fair. Erica Escobar of Rossford says, I'd just rather take the risk of getting it. I'm an anti-vaxxer. The few people in her family got COVID-19, and if necessary, she will comply with safety precautions. I don't think COVID's fake. I just think it's hyped up. Dion DeLong is a fair vendor here from Connecticut. He says he's not too concerned. However, he's going to be careful about what he touches. I think majority of people should have in the back of their head that it is picking back up, but it is great to have an option. Emily Cohen reporting in Bowling Green. A North Central Ohio man was arrested in Florida over the weekend after being accused of groping two female flight attendants and punching a male flight attendant during a flight from Philadelphia to Miami. Karina Nova has the details. Miami-Dade police say 22-year-old Maxwell Berry of Norwalk was arrested Saturday at Miami International Airport and charged with three counts of misdemeanor battery. Police say Berry had two drinks while on the Frontier Airlines flight and ordered another drink. After the confrontation with the flight attendants, police say Barry was restrained to a seat with tape and a seatbelt extender. Karina Nova, ONN News. In northwest Ohio, a 71-year-old Van Wert County man was arrested last week for allegedly having sexual contact with minors. Dave James reports. John Coy was taken into custody after a search warrant was executed at his son's home where he was known to live. The FBI says multiple images of what appear to be prepubescent females were obtained. They say an initial tip was received in November by police in Marion, alleging Coy had engaged in sexual contact with minors and produced sexual abuse material. Coy is known to have coached juvenile female softball teams over the past years in Marion and Van Wert counties. State and local agencies assisted in the investigation. Dave James, I went in news. A Facebook scam has landed one Northeast Ohio woman in jail with another set to face jail time. Michael Kelly has more. Zingup Zbib Maddox of Cleveland Heights was sentenced to six years in prison after she and another woman were charged with nearly a dozen felonies in a social media sales scam that prosecutors say swiped over 300 grand from victims who thought they were buying things like toys, car seats, diapers, and trips to Disney World. Kimberly St. John Stevenson pled guilty before a Cuyahoga County judge. She'll be sentenced on August 9th. Michael Kelly, ONN News. With much of the summer left, health officials say you may want to take some COVID-19 safety measures when gathering with friends and family. Andrew Kinsey spoke with Ohio Health immunologist Dr. Joseph Gastaldo. We spoke with an infectious disease expert from Ohio Health. He says if you plan on gathering indoors, you might want to consider wearing masks. To make that decision, he says, you should ask if everyone is vaccinated, if you're in an area with high or substantial transmission, if you can have any COVID symptoms, or if anyone is high risk. But since it is summer gathering time outside, it is always an option. COVID spreads much easier indoors. Outdoors, you really don't need a mask unless you are in a crowded scenario. I'm Andrew Kinsey. And Ohio State's Department of Athletics announced yesterday student athletes will now be able to make money off of jersey sales. Yolanda Harris explains. It's a group licensing agreement and applies to all 36 sports at Ohio State. Not only can a player's name now be on a jersey, but will also be allowed for video games, trading cards, and even bobbleheads. Players have to opt in to the agreement to participate in this, and it will allow Ohio State's trademarks to be used as well. I'm Yolanda Harris. 
Special thanks to affiliate stations WBNS-TV in Columbus, WKYC-TV in Cleveland, and WTOL-TV in Toledo for their contributions to today's newscast. I'm Daniel Barnett on the Ohio News Network. This has been the ONN Daily Podcast, a production of Radio Ohio Incorporated on the Ohio News Network. 